to a surprise and exciting Friday edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast. I'm your host, Mark Heath, and of course, we're here with you on this Sunday, Friday morning because Town have made another signing. Tremendously exciting. Four in the door, as Rossi's using his fingers there to show you. Uh, as I say, it's, it's Mark. Stu's off now until I think about halfway through the season. He can't be bothered with it. Um, so we're left with AJ and Rossi, the dream team, the young guns having some fun. There's a wham reference for all you uh, guys out there. AJ, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm stepping in to uh, become the new face of uh, town coverage now. Now that Stu has uh, vanished off to, I can't remember where he's going. Is he off to Disneyland first or he's off somewhere else? So yeah. um, I, I, I'm excited to, to take over the reins, especially with such glamorous trips as Cambridge, Stevenage and Colchester in the next few days. But hey, Innsbruck, a week today, mate. Exciting. Yeah, yeah Watson's taking the uh, Ledley King approach to pre-season. He's done a couple of games. Can't be bothered now. Might come back middle of August, perhaps, depending on how town are doing. Rossi, you're always here. You uh, you famously struggle to take holiday. I have to pin you down and make you take holiday at the end of the year. Uh, how are you? I'm very well. Um, yeah, I'm excited um, for me and Alex and the young guns um, to take over the world and all that. It's oh, your town wow. world. That's quite it's your town world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it's going to be interesting because, yeah, Stu normally he looks after me. So, Alex, <laughs> no pressure, my friend. <laughs> uh, boys, do either of you know who Wham are? I made a Wham yeah. reference there. George Michael? Yeah. Yeah. Superb. Yeah. There's a brilliant Wham documentary on Watched Netflix. It. Very good. Excellent, isn't it? Really, really good. Yeah. George Michael, one of the greatest uh, artists of all time. Anyway, I'm digressing, friends. <laughs> There's going to be some mild peril attached to today's show because my dog Benson has just started barking. I've had to have a go at him and send him downstairs. There's mild peril, the usual peril with Benson. Will he bark? Will he snore? Will he generally be a bit of a bell end? Uh, and also, AJ, you've, you've introduced extra dog peril. Um, you've got a friend with you today as well. Yeah, we have Maisie, who is currently lying under the table um, at the moment in a fairly calm state. But any sort of trigger words or any um, friends who might visit the balcony to yeah. uh, eat some of the seeds that get put out there might trigger her as well, which could set off. I mean, I'm quite happy that you've got your headphones on because I'd be worried if we were doing this out loud that we'd have one dog setting off the other. <laughs> that's and true. it would just it would yeah. just just crash the pot they do that don't they they do yeah. that they tend benson just goes and stands in the in the garden and barks until a, a dog like vaguely in the distance can hear him and they'll just start barking back and forth at each other for no good reason what sort of dog is Maisie? alex she is a boston terrier chihuahua ah so kind of is... bulldog little bulldog yes there. yeah Super. imagine a chihuahua just quite large okay the best uh, and what are the what are some of the uh the trigger words for for barking Am I supposed to say them? Because I know. Well, let's see if we can get a bark. Okay, you want to see if I can self-bark. So, oh, there'll be uh, a few. So one of them is if you ever see a little rodent outside, you can have rats, which might, oh, no, we haven't had anything there. Another one is downstairs. We have this uh, fantastic purchase from TK Maxx, which is a a bell, you know, kind of reception-style bell, which is shaped like a crab. The noise sets her off. So if we go crab belt, yes, <laughs> oh yes, wow, this is groundbreaking stuff. We never, we never with Hutchie did we have a dog barking on command. This is the kind of level <laughs> you've taken us to, Alex. Superb, yeah. excellent, right then, friends. Let's kick right off, shall we? Last night it all kicked off last night, didn't it, boys? Let's be honest. We we're waiting for Hutchinson to sign. That eventually got announced at ten p.m. 
And at the same time, there was this Sam Morsey thing bubbling, which we'll have a chat about in a minute. But first of all, let's talk about Amari Hutchinson, 19-year-old, exciting, versatile attacker, signing from Chelsea on loan for the season. Uh, AJ, you've done a brilliant, I'd have to say, without wanting to, uh, to flatter you too much, I think you've done your best piece of work so far for us this morning in uh, profiling Hutchinson. So do you want to do you want to take the lead on this one? What what do you make of it as a signing first of all, and and give us a little bit of his background because he's got a really interesting story, isn't he? Yeah, it's interesting as a signing because I think it's definitely an area that Town wanted to add depth in. Uh, I think the the Raksaki name had been thrown around constantly for the last few weeks, having impressed at Charlton, and it was clear that I think Town wanted to add cover out wide, but the versatility thing, I think, is especially important to where mm. there's not necessarily, I don't think off the top of my head, at least a direct kind of cover for Connor Chaplin, for example, and having a player um, in Hutchinson who can cover through the middle and out wide is going to be particularly important. I think one of the biggest things to highlight is there's a lot of talent there. It's a lot of quite raw talents this is a uh, a player who's coming into his first full season of professional football he's been in and around uh the the london clubs for quite well started off with arsenal uh went to charlton where his brother was got uh, picked out in the car park there uh charlton as a i think it was a 10 year old set a ridiculously high compensation fee meaning that when he left he wasn't able to go anywhere because uh, no big clubs were going to pay six thousand pounds for a 10 year old to come and join their academy so uh it gave him a bit of time off to go play futsal with his mates before then coming back into uh, the Arsenal Academy after that and then um, signing with Chelsea recently, uh, which is where he got to make his Premier League debut against Manchester City. So a little bit in at the deep end for mm. him. Um, he's someone that has impressed Pele with his skills. Uh, he's he's um, worked the F2 freestylers, if uh, anyone vaguely knows who they are uh if you look at the the videos he's got a lot to him there's a lot in his locker for a uh, a 19 year old although in the videos i think he would have only been about yeah kind of 12 years old doing those skills so someone who comes in with a lot of talent but needs to translate that into competitive games more than anything mm. at the men's level and my thoughts initially are, if anyone's going to help him do that, it's going to be Kieran McKenna, isn't it? I think that he's coming in as someone who can really provide a bit of depth for the likes of Wes Burns on the right, probably can cover Nathan Broadhead or Marcus Arnos on the left and as well, Connor Chaplin through the middle. But the aim for him is going to be to, to start games. That's why he's here, to get his mm. first taste of professional football. Mm. Uh, Rossi? You uh, you pointed out that we've, we've actually already seen Amari Hutchinson at Portman Road. He played in that Arsenal, what was that, the pizza trophy, wasn't it? The uh, Arsenal, the 21 game, and, and scored the winning penalty. What do you make of this as a signing, and how much do you reckon you'd have been worth as a 10-year-old? <laughs> uh, yeah, not as much as... Mark, yeah, like, not no. six grand. <laughs> no, no, maybe six pound, maybe, six pound. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. It's as as Alex said, he's very raw. You know, this is his first full season in senior football. Yeah, he's made his his debut in the Premier League, right in the deep end against Man City. Played in the FA Cup game against Man City as well. They lost four nil. Um, but from watching the highlights, he looks very good indeed. Um, got the skills, got the pace, um, got a nice shot on him. Um, basically, I was watching his highlights in the car back from Preston, and I was like, "Pooh, he can do that. He can do this." 
Um, but once again, it is just highlights and it is other mm. 21 football, reserves football and all that. Um, but you can't not get excited, really. Um, but then we've had this before with, you know, young players coming on loan. Some of them, do I name drop a player? Yeah. Louis, Louis Barry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, players like that, you know, they have a massive profile because they're at these big academies and they're the stars of that academy. But when they come to a senior men's football, mm. they sadly don't step up. But, you know, 19, he's versatile. Um, I like what I see. He's got senior caps of Jamaica, which is good mm. as well. Um, but I just want to see him do his skills. That is what I'm looking forward to. So um, we'll see him shortly, I'm sure. And um, yeah, looking forward to the step overs, little tricks. So yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Is it kind of a low risk, high reward potential signing, isn't he? Because he's, uh, he says he's a youngster, it's his first senior loan. And these things tend to go one or two ways, don't they? They're either the kind of fearless um, run at anyone kind of youngster approach or they're a little bit as you say Rossi a bit a little bit overawed maybe when they end up playing senior men's football and as a youngster how they fit in with that kind of dynamic um so yeah it's one of those I think I don't think he's going to be in the middle I think it'll, it'll either be sensational or a bit of a bust um, and Alex when we were talking about this last night you said he's a bit flicky that was how you described him yeah, that's the best way I can put it. Sorry, the dog's been triggered again. She's probably seen something outside. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a fun few pods of this, guys. Absolutely. Um, yeah, flicky is the best way I can put it. Uh, I think the gif I sent to you was the Ronaldo step over bit. Again, maybe that's a little bit harsh because the, the bit that I was judging more than anything there was the F2 freestylers video where mm. they basically just give him a ball and kind of tell him to spin around in circles for a bit. But he is the kind of player, by the looks of it, that can take on his man but doing that in the championship is a totally different matter mm. he's coming in at quite a high level for his first loan um quite a physical level as well that's an important thing that at the end of the day he's coming in against you know grizzled veterans who played at this level for quite a while they're not going to cut him any slack he's going to have to be very much his best to kind of be the player who can go through beat his man create stuff score goals um, I think that there's a lot that he needs to develop and a lot that he will develop from this loan if given the, the game time. That's going to be really important for him. Um, it's, it's all about just kind of figuring out the areas of his game where he needs to step up to become someone that can play men's football as a regular starter more than anything. Mm. He has the kind of the core abilities that you need for someone who can play across the front three. He's got a one to the left foot on him. I've seen people say maybe there's an over-reliance on that, okay. um, especially if he's going to come in and play on the right. You're going to need to be someone that's uh, going to be able to to use both feet, cut inside, set up players, mm. and to, um, to cross the right foot as well. But as I said, based on the core kind of traits that he has in terms of his pace, in terms of his skill, in terms of what he can do on the ball, he's a very exciting player. Mm. And Rossi, that's four in the door, as you said right at the start. You used your fingers. You've got four finger. There we go. Um, kind of in the positions we expected as well, wasn't it? We said striker, kind of goalkeeper as an outside one. We've got the versatile attacker now and we've got the centre midfielder. So it's really just the centre back now, isn't it? That, that they need to complete that that five that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the big chat going on the the ITFC timeline is um, definitely with the Sadly, with injury with George Emerson, although it sounds like he could be back this weekend, which is good. Mm. Um, but yeah, playing dominant ball there. Even, you know, 
we'll get on to the Preston game shortly, of course, but you know, the final ten minutes of that, that that back four or back three, whatever it is, you know, looked very interesting indeed, and in which we'll get on to. So yeah, centre back, I'm sure is a position they're hopefully going to sign in the next few weeks and whatever. Um, but it depends which one it could be. As, as we said, we for me, I want a championship experience in our half, but they could go left field and maybe bring in an, a youngster maybe, but mm. who is highly rated as well. So yeah, watch this space, but yeah, hopefully that is the next signing. Yeah, I'm sure they're working extremely hard behind the scenes. And I guess we, in terms of kind of sexy stuff and transfer stuff, we we better have a very brief conversation about the, the other news that broke last night, which is Sam Morsey being of interest to those mega bucks clubs out in Saudi Arabia, um, which Stu broke online last night. Um, it's hard for us to kind of talk in depth about this because clearly we don't we don't know the ins and outs of it. Stu knows a lot more about it, and he's, he's off now, as, as discussed. But on the face of it, Alex, um, uh, Morsey is the skipper of Ipswich Town. He's He's not your ordinary skipper. He's kind of a incredibly influential on and off the pitch. Um, but if someone comes in and offers silly money for him, as the, as the Saudi clubs tend to do, do you think that's going to give town pause for thought? If someone comes in and says eight million, for example, I mean that then allows you to do quite a lot of other stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, if someone comes in with ridiculous money, as they potentially could with, with yeah. the Saudi kind of things that we've seen over mm. the last six to eight weeks with the players that they bring in. For the fees that they've been bringing in uh, and, and the names that they've had there, I think definitely there would be room for discussion if a Saudi club, I think there are quite a few been linked, mm. comes in and says, oh, you know what, we'll, we'll offer this. And I think that that would give town a headache in terms of what they do because Morsey's someone that has the championship experience. He's someone that has the leadership traits. He's someone that adds a real bit of bite into that midfield, even in the pre-season games, which we've picked up on. A few times he's the one who's flying in with the tackles. Um, I think in the uh Admiral Waka game, he was the one who took the shot, kind of said, Ah, oh, screw this, I'm just gonna go for it, and mm. got town going and got the game going. And he's just someone that has a little bit of bite, a little bit of spark in midfield. That's not an easy kind of trait to fill in midfield necessarily i don't think it's not the easiest thing to kind of get someone who's capable of doing that even if there's someone who's can be you know a bit of a card magnet at times i know that Morsey had that and then kind of calmed it down a little bit uh but the leadership aspect the kind of person that he is in the in the dressing room it is a hard thing to replace but obviously mm. if you're coming in with let's say eight to 10 million, something like that, you know, just throwing numbers around hypotheticals, then yeah, you're in a position where you can then go and add two or three top quality players mm. from the championship, from the Premier League, from League One. There's a lot there to work with. The only kind of catch with that comes if you end up getting a big fee for him, obviously that would be something that probably goes quite wide um, in, in terms of, people who'd be able to pick up on that and then a lot of other clubs will know oh, town are in the money now exactly, we can yeah. up our we can up prices our prices yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that's the catch but i yeah. think it would definitely turn some heads at uh, portman road for sure well so what do you think about this because i think there's a couple of elements to it one is we know that town are incredibly structured and planned in their approach to um making moves in the transfer market so this would probably be a little bit out of left field and and to uh, clearly this is all hypothetical um but Say for argument's sake, Morsey was was to go, big money move. That's a huge hole suddenly then you've got to to fill, isn't it? Um and we but we know also obviously Ashton's very keen on 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 player trading and, and 
making profits on players. And then the other part of it for me is the, is the personal side of things, because mm. already you're seeing people going, well, it's about what he values more. Is it is it professional kind of success or is it money? I think any of us, suddenly given the opportunity to quadruple our wages um, by essentially doing what we're doing now, but just in a different place. Exactly. <laughs> See that, boys? Yeah. I, 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 you know, if someone comes in and offers me quadruple what I'm paid now to sit on a, on a podcast and do this, I'm not going to say no. I want to stay in, and have professional success at the KOA. I'll say, show me the money, baby. I'm off. <laughs> um, so what, what do you make of this potential? Potential. I mean, obviously, again, it's very early. It's very hypothetical. There's no, no indication that he's, you know, it's imminent or anything like that. It's just kind of a talking point at the moment. But what do you think about it? I'm surprised, really. Um, but they're not surprised because, yeah, of course, you know, Samuels is a Muslim as well, a Muslim country. Um you know, so many players going over there at the moment with all the money available and, you know, Saudi clubs are really going for it, aren't they? Definitely with Ronaldo being the first one making that big step and everyone's mm. just following suit. Um, but yeah, like if it's just, I don't know, another player, we would have probably gone, okay, that's fine. But because it's a skipper, mm. it's Sam Morsey. For me, he's probably in the top three best players at this football club. Mm. Um you know, I love, I just love watching him play. Um, as we said already in this podcast last few weeks, even in friendlies, it's a game for him. He wants to win going into tackles. Um, and that's the big thing. You know, you don't see that often at clubs where a skipper gets linked away. Um, only if, you know, Sally, they've been relegated to, to the championship and they're a Premier League club want to sign him, hmm. uh, like James Ball, Prowse, Southampton and all that. Um, but yeah, I'll be very sad if it does happen. Um, because yeah, Sam Morsey has um, been one of our best captains in a long time. You know, he captained this team to to League One promotion or to the championship, of course. Um, but as you said, it's very at the moment. It's just it's just talk at the moment, of course. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's very very early. Uh, all hypothetical. What isn't hypothetical though, Ross, was the game at Preston on Wednesday night. Um, and it was a very, very impressive performance by all accounts. Do you want to kick us off talking about this one? Because we, we'd said before, you've all said that they haven't really been clicking uh, in the way they did last season. But it sounds to me like at Deepdale on, on Wednesday night, there was very much evidence of clicking all over the shop. Yeah, it wasn't a joke in the end, um, by the way. Um, we, we thought it was actually a joke, the preseason game in Preston. We thought we were right yeah. at Deepdale and <laughs> yeah, go. Up, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no, we're, we're joking, boys. Yeah, no, yeah. We're not, you no, actually no came. Here. Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it was a game, um, and we were actually in traffic, weren't we, Alex? We uh, it was, we had more traffic than expected when we got to Warrington. Um, so we we got there and we sort of like, okay, we're here. Um, but yeah, probably the first game where everything clicked and mm. um, against you know upping the opposition, the, you know the opponent from Austrian second tier team to a mid-table solid championship side in in, in Preston and um, it all clicked and Connor Chaplin trademark Connor Chaplin goal of course a good team goal as well oh, what a goal good that was move. that first oh. goal was cracking yeah it was beautiful um, and yeah Connor Chaplin with his second goal in two games um, just yeah I just liked everything about it at first though I think Alex will agree with this first 20 minutes it was a bit cagey I think that's what we're expecting and I was like thinking in my mind, I was like, oh, please don't be a goalless draw. Please don't be a goalless draw. But thankfully not. Connor Chapman yeah. scored his goal. And the first half, I'll say, is probably the best I've seen us play this preseason. And um, I'll let Alex continue because uh, yeah. he's the man. 
who could speak better. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't do yourself down, Rossi. Uh, Alex, that's high praise. Yeah, take yeah, it on because I mean, you'd say this was looking at the, the starting eleven at least. That was kind of the side that won promotion last season without uh, Harry Clark and Wes Burns. Obviously, got injury issues. Um, and I guess Ladapo starting up top. Um, so it's kind of moving now towards that team we expect to see on the first on the first day of the season. Um, what, what did you make of it? Because Ryan Lowe after mm. the game was gushing in praise of mm. of Town, saying their squad's ready now to play in the championship. I thought Town were last ten minutes aside miles better in this mm. game. I thought that they looked so much sharper than Preston. They were playing such good stuff. Um, Freddie Woodman, I think it's something important to pick up on there that Freddie Woodman made three or four really good saves in that first half that really stopped it from turning into quite a heavy scoreline at the break. Um, I think that it was just a case of town just finding the space. You could see again, I picked up on this quite a few times, but the wide players were really important in the way that they just have the pace to to break past their man. Uh, The cutbacks were a, a feature that we haven't necessarily seen in the previous games, but what they were doing is they were getting the ball out to Caden Jackson. He wasn't looking to kind of cross the ball into the box have it being a challenge in the box. No, he was trying to cut it back to the edge of the area. And that's kind of where Connor Chaplin, I think, is at his best because teams don't seem to pick up Connor Chaplin too much. He has this kind of floating role in... He has he has this tenure. strange ability yeah. to kind of find space in the box. He did it all of last mm. season and that is exactly, yeah. it looks like how he scored again here. Yeah, and people just don't seem to pick him up. I think it mm. might be his height that kind of helped a little bit. They, people <laughs> don't necessarily just notice the fact he just creeps in behind. But you give him that kind of space and you will score goals like that. I think the little broadhead in-step flick that was absolutely lovely. gorgeous. Ooh. And you even look at the second move, the, the ball, I think it's the ball from Harness that goes through to, to George Hurst to come in, having not really been as freshest necessarily because obviously mm. he, he trained with... Leicester didn't come out playing any matches in Austria, then kind of stayed around Suffolk, getting ready to come to this game. He's not played any kind of competitive football. I know it's not competitive, mm. but, you know, matches in this case. Um, and he looked really sharp. I think his finishing maybe just needed to... So he needed to settle in a little bit with that game. Uh, there were a couple of really good chances. I think McKenna said afterwards he could have had his hat-trick. But the goal he scored was so calm. The way he gets played in... He's got acres of space, and it's just the coolest, loveliest little dink over the top, just goes right to the side of the net. Mm. Um, And yeah, aside from that kind of last 10 minutes or so where Town had to kind of mix things up, there are a couple of injury bits. I remember you messaged me after the game. (laughs) I'm going to put this one out there. You put this out there with um, the the text that you sent saying, hang on, are you sure this lineup's right? Because you've got... We had uh, Humphreys at left back and Greg Lee at right back. And I was like, no, no, that's yeah, that's how it ended up on the pitch, um, which I don't think anyone expected no. at all. Um, I, I was sat in the press box and I was talking to you. Is this a normal thing? Does Greg Lee always play at right back? Is he able to do that? Um, I think that caused a bit of chaos. The goal was maybe not um, Fladke's finest moment, but he made up with some astonishing saves at the death. Um, so maybe a little bit fortunate to hold on through all of that. But if you look at the performance of the whole, that's what matters in this case, as mm. the performance as a whole was just so good, so sharp. They can keep building on that tomorrow against Luton. 
And then again, in the Innsbruck Cup, then they're going to be in a fantastic position going into that Sunderland game. Yeah, Rossi, um, in terms of looking sharp, that's a perfect segue into... I need to do a big old rowback as we do this because they uh, they wore the orange kit for the first time, didn't they? And I'm just going to flash up a few of your pictures here. So there's Marcus Harness, um, who again looked really sharp. So you keep saying how good Harness has been looking in pre-season. I need to do a, a massive rowback because I said that I don't like orange. I didn't particularly like this kit. Uh, but now having seen it in your pictures and having seen it on video as well on the highlights, I think I love it. Um, because it's it's so bright, it, yeah. like on TV, it looks so crisp. Uh, it's it it's kind of almost makes it easy to follow, bizarrely. Uh, and it, I've seen it on the players as well. It just looks cracking, mate. What, what what do you make of it? Yeah, I like it. Um, as I said, I'm very still 50 50 on the home kit, it's still growing yeah. on me. But the away kit from when I first saw it, I, I really like it. Just I like just I like the badge, I like how the badge mm. is orange and it's got that. Uh, was it navy blue? I don't know what blue that is. It's navy, isn't it? I think we yeah, decided. Navy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Sam Morsey looks good. It's because it's all orange. Like it's you know yeah. from the shirt to the shorts to the socks. Um, of course, it looks better on footballers, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, athletes. Yeah, athletes and all that. But uh, yeah, it, it just yeah. Luke, Luke Wolford, and of course, yeah. If you're watching on video, you can see on audio mm. we've got a picture of Luke Wolford in here. It works with his hair. He's a wolf, isn't he? It pop, it pops, yeah, as they say. Pops. Yeah, it pops. Yeah, so yeah, it was nice to see that in the flesh properly um, for the first time. Uh, of course, you know, fans have been wearing it, which are great, but um, mm. to actually see players in action, um, I really like it. And you know, coming up against Preston and who are in a white kit, it was like yeah. a nice little merge together. So, um, and it's going to be a kit we hopefully will use a lot. So yeah. um, that's a good thing as well. I think that's that's the word I'd use to describe. Actually, it pops. It, like visually on TV, especially it, it it pops, it stands out, and that must. I know the players have already said they like it because they can see each other from miles away, and that has to go into, well, into the whole um, work. I, don't, I forgot who said this. Someone said it on Twitter or maybe in one of my chats. Um, mm. We could have, they could have probably seen each other in Oxford. You know the fog in Oxford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if we wore that in Oxford, then we they just players would see each other burning through the fog. Things could yeah. have been different. They could have won the league. Rossi, what are you going to? Because you've got uh, ten minutes and you've got another appointment. So, are you? What's your plan? Are you going to? Uh, you're going to have to shoot off. Possibly, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll keep going. Let's keep we'll, rolling. We'll it. Be exciting. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Right in. AJ, talk to me about players you impressed. Then we've talked there about what impressed you about the performance. Let's talk about players because uh, from what I've I've read, obviously I've seen a couple of highlights. Stu highlighted Marcus Harness again. He also highlighted Don Ball playing yep. right back. Um, what stood out for you? Um, Swiss Army knife Don Ball definitely is one yeah. of those. You can put him anywhere. Uh, he was saying afterwards, yeah, he has played at right back. He's played at centre back. He, uh, he was doing right back at Aberdeen, I think he mentioned. Um, he, you can just play him anywhere and he'll be comfortable doing it, which is really important. We've touched on it quite a lot in the sense of um, he's probably really proving his worth now where there's so many midfielders that he can go and he can drop deeper and he can be the centre-back there that Town don't really have at the moment, or the right-back, apparently. And he yeah. did well there. Um, definitely Harness was another one who stood out. He's been sharp throughout pre-season. I know that he was one that maybe we were looking at as someone that could mm. be in danger if yeah. uh, Town needed to cut their squad. But with the way he's been playing, there's no chance of that happening. The standout for me from the game had to be Nathan Broadhead, though, because the way he was switching wings, he was cutting onto the right quite a lot. 
and he was getting involved with these little neat back heels. He had a couple of them, obviously the little flick for Chaplin's goal. Um, that was something I hadn't really seen him do. I know that what he tends to do is he cuts quite deep inside and almost plays kind of like a second striker off the left. He plays mm-hmm. quite high up um, and quite narrow. In this case, he was dropping over to the other side, playing quite far over on the right occasionally when Town had the ball in those areas. Um, and his link up with Caden Jackson, with Connor Chaplin, the way that he moved from side to side, the way that he brought the ball forward. Even when he combined the Sam Morsey, you could see it in the early stages, the way that they kind of complemented each other, allowed uh, allowed Morsey to kind of overlap him sometimes, take a shot on. It was something that I think Town have been working on. He's a player, obviously, that has worked a lot in the championship. He, he's mm. going to come in with the with the credibility, I think. A few people maybe think it wasn't for his injuries. He could be playing higher up. I think that's maybe why Everton have been so keen to keep hold of him for such a long time. Mm. But um, he's one that I think if he can stay fit, he player of the season candidate there because his skills, his pace, everything he can do is top top level for the championship. Yeah, I think I've already predicted a double double for him this season, goals and assists, mm. which inevitably means he'll break his leg in the first game <laughs> um, <laughs> against Rossi. his former club. Yeah, Rossi, shall we have a clip? People love the clips, and I think that's yeah. a gentle, gentle sound of, of Maisie snoring there. Um, <laughs> let's have a clip, shall we? So this is Stewie talking to McKenna after the game. Lots of chances created in that first half, forced a few saves out of the goalkeeper, and then you take the lead through a really worked, well-worked goal. Yeah, great strike. Um, yeah, uh, lovely little touch on Broad, I have to say. Great disguise on it. And yeah, I thought... You know, some of our attack and play in the first half was very good. We built through the pitch well. The midfielder so were in real good sync. Um, Leaf and, and Caden, I thought, had fantastic threat down the sides and in behind. And, um, yeah, Connor and, and Brody were um, finding their connections and finding their work off of Freddie. And, um, yeah, we, we, we looked in a pretty good rhythm, but we know we have to improve. You know, we don't read too much into pre-season friendlies. If, if the performance isn't good, then I'm not going to get too excited tonight because we played well. It's... Um, it's uh, you know, just another little building block towards the start of the season. Mm. And nice for George to, to get a mm. goal so early on after after returning and signing permanently. Took that well? He did, yeah. Yeah, I think he, hopefully he's over there saying that he should have had three because he had <laughs> one with the keepers on the floor. He had a header for a good chance, but nah, he, he, look, he got straight back in the rhythm of it. He was, he was pressing well as Freddie had pressed really well. You know, in his 60 minutes, he was, you know, linking us back to goal and he was right there in the box where we want him to be. So, um, nice for him to get the goal and uh, we just got to build him up now. Mm. And as well as you played, I, I guess, you know, you say room for improvement, the goal against, and then you needed Vass to come up with some big saves at the end to uh, to ensure it was the win that you, you probably deserved, really, over the course of the 90. Yeah, I think that's always going to be the way, to be honest with the amount of changes. And then, you know, you're playing with... Um, players out of position all over the place in the second half and um, yeah it's, it's always going to be where whenever the, the first goal goes in that it was going to be 10 minutes but um, in a way I enjoyed it to be honest because you know if we were really worried about the result at that point then we wouldn't have took the, the two centre-offs as we'd planned to on 80 minutes um, but I enjoyed seeing you know the group have to try and get through it it was a great experience for you know, Finn and Ryan, especially, but even Elkin, even though he's a bit more experienced, to come on where they've got nine minutes to try and see it out over the line and, and feel that adrenaline, feel that pressure. And, you know, Carsey was clearing them off the line. And um, it was a great experience for them. And, yeah, it was a bit um, a bit scatty, certainly. But um, 
for them boys, I think they'll they'll feel a lot better by the fact that we we managed to hold on for for the result. And yeah, I enjoyed seeing them in that environment, and for the other players as well to you know feel the the excitement of a few last ditch blocks and clearances and, and near misses was um yeah a nice um a nice way to finish the game off in some ways to be honest. Oof, that was a long clip, wasn't it? I should have gone and made a sandwich. Uh, Rossi, is there anything you want to pick out of that um, two-minute 40 clip of, uh, of Kieran McKenna? George Hurst. Yep. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scored a goal. Yeah. He's a striker. You're only to score goals. I know it's I mean, in all seriousness, but... that is that is good to see, yeah. isn't it? We've, we've seen Freddie scoring and George to come back straight into the side that he, he knows so well and score on his debut in kind of little quotations. That, that's a great sign. Yeah, and yeah, as McKenna said, and we've said already, I think Alex mentioned it, you know, he could have had a hat-trick, um, had a few chances. But just, I just, I really do like watching him play because he, he mm. can just, you know, really chase down the ball, can hold up the ball really well. Um, he's a threat in the box as well. Um, and yeah, he took his goal really well. I will put my hand up. And the reason why I didn't get a good picture of him scoring, I was looking down and sending some photos over. And I looked up and went, oh, great, he scored. But I've missed it. And of course, I got the celly, but I was like, ah, oh, bollocks. And I watched it back and went, oh, that's a great goal. That would have been a great picture. Um, Shall I, I tell you a secret, Ross? Yes. I don't really care about pictures of goals. Cellies, okay, cellies are what I want to see. Perfect. They're the ones I put on the back and the front of the paper. If you get the goal, great. But I'm always going to go celly over the actual goal itself because it's it's that's a more nice. visual picture. So True. if you're going to miss one, please miss the goal. Yeah. Don't, don't miss the celly. On you go, mate. Sorry, I, I I stepped in there. Carry on. Yeah, he scored a goal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, it's great, great for him to, you know, for the fans to see him, um, you know, make his return, came on in the second half. I think Ledapa, it was an hour he played Ledapa, I think. So yeah. stepping up, stepping up his minutes as well. There's some players who really stepped up their minutes because normally it's been 45-45. Mm. Um, but yeah, for them to more step up and have more minutes was good to see. Um, and yeah, maybe mention the kids as well. You know, Ryan Carr, Elkin Bagger, um, Finley Barbrook. I had to remember which one it was now of the twins. Um, but yeah, for them to come on and get that experience, as McKenna said in that clip, um, in that, that you know, final 10 15 minutes where it went a bit bit mad, it was probably mm. a good experience for them. I know we conceded a goal, but uh, it's always good for these you know, young lads to get that experience. But uh, yeah, it was a, a bit of chaos at the end there, but. You know, good experience. And as Alex mentioned, you know, Vaz, I'm not going to say his last name for your amusement, everybody. Um, he made some really good saves and that was uh, good to see. OK, right. I'm going to go straight into another clip and I'm, come, I'm going to come to you, AJ, because we also chatted to Don Ball. And this is a conversation we can have after this about versatility and injury issues around these positions. So um, here's Don Ball talking after the game. Your versatility is going to uh, going to help you, isn't it? We've seen you at centre-half, we've seen you at right-back tonight. That's... Um... Yeah, it's gonna help. Yeah, I've done it throughout my whole career, and you know sometimes it can, you know sometimes it can it, it can sort of halt, halt you. But I think it, you know, in the way that we play, um, it's definitely gonna help um, having players that can play in different positions. And you can see tonight, I've been right back, you know, midfield, centre half. I've played in all of them, so having that experience there helps. I know you've played centre half. Have you played right back before as well? Yes, I have. It's sort of, you know, your way we play, it's sort of like a right centre-half slash midfield yeah. position. Um, but I have done it, yeah. I've played at Aberdeen there and I've played um, when I was younger there as well. So, Yeah, and central midfield is probably the area of the squad that you're, you're most well-stocked in as well. So 
having extra strings to your bow is probably going to going to aid you in terms of game time. I would have thought. No, of course, I just want to play and, and contribute. I think that's the same as everyone. And you know, we'd be, we we are very heavily stacked in there. But you know, it's a long season and it's it's, it's ruthless. It is ruthless with, with the amount of games you've got. So having a strong squad like you can see tonight is important. How did last season feel to you? Was it sort of bittersweet with the the promotion and not having played as much? Obviously, the injury preventing you feeling like you'd played a full full role in it was it a sort of weird celebrations for you or? my aim was when I came to it was to get promoted yeah. so to get that was brilliant of course it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen in terms of my contribution but I mean the boys done the job yeah. like that's the whole point of a squad that's the whole point of a, of a team I've got a promotion you know on my CV and of course I would like to be involved more but that's football it was my first injury in 10 mm. years and I got back when I did everything I could to get back to, to help the boys get promoted the last so, 10 years. Is that right? You've never really been injured before no, up ten, until this point? 10 years, yeah. Wow. So, um, <laughs> but I feel strong. I feel honestly, I feel physically stronger than ever. Um, and I'm really looking to, to push this season. So, Yeah, good stuff. Okay then, AJ. So let's, let's talk about injuries and potential importance of Don Ball because he played at right back. We've seen him play at centre-back as well in pre-season. We know that Harry Clark, whatever happens, is going to miss the first game of the season. Uh, he's currently injured as well. Janoj Nassian would be his backup. He's also injured. George Edmonton, Carrigan Knock, we've talked about the ankle. Is there any concern at this stage? What are we, was it three three weeks, two three weeks. two weeks before the start of the season mm-hmm. that these kind of things are uh, starting to feel like they're mounting up a bit? Yes and no. I think when we were doing the post-match bit at Preston, we were talking through the injuries and I was thinking, wow, there's a lot of names here. Mm. In, in terms of actual, the actual severity, I, I don't necessarily know if they're going to be the kind of things that are going to totally rock town at the back. Mm. Um, I guess the issue that you have in this situation is when you're without players like Harry Clark, uh, like Donassian, all of those, they're missing valuable game time in pre-season to get up to scratch. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, it means that players like Don Ball, who've obviously had a, an extended period out of, out of uh, the team with that injury that he suffered um, against Charlton earlier in the season. Uh, I said the first one he's had in 10 years, the only one pretty much that he's had. It gives him some time to to find his feet, a player that obviously has played a lot in the championship as well. Mm. Um, So yes and no. I think that starters, I'd I'd like to see Town get some more cover. We obviously know that they'd be in for the the centre-back position there. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be too surprised looking at what they've got that they might want to add someone who can cover out on the right. Obviously, Donatian can. It's kind of been his natural position to cover out on those areas too. But it's a long, long season and they might be worth just just finding someone. Again, the versatility thing is so important. We've seen it with Hutchinson, bringing in someone who can cover as a 10 but also play out wide. We'll see what McKenna thinks is going to be his best position. And it's the same with Don Ball and in terms of what his contributions are going to be as a player who we know can cover in midfield. Now, hopefully, uh, there wouldn't be the injury crisis that would kind of force him into that role. Um, even as a natural midfielder, there are so many options there. Um, but he is someone that can step in at, you'd probably say, at championship level and, and cover as a right-back mm. and as a centre-back and do all those things. At the end of the day, there's only so many people that you can name in the squad, I think it's 25 for this season. So to have players that can do that, it's going to be really important. And Ball, in a similar way to, to Lee Evans, obviously we've seen them, that he can step back uh, into the 
back line, I think Ball's really the one who stands out as showing his worth in this kind of preseason run, given mm. a run of games. And he could definitely be one of those players that we see in the team for Sunderland. Hmm. Rossi, the, after the signing last night, Hutchinson made that squad 27. They can name 25. It's just gone down to 26 because our old friend Joe Piggott, feed the pig and he might score. Um, he's departed to mutual consent FC as expected. Your live reaction to that before we carry on talking about Don Ball? Not a surprise, of course. Not a surprise. Yeah. Um, I do feel sorry for Joe, to be fair, because um, we signed him... After a really good season with Wimbledon, I just looked yep. at his stats now, 20 goals in League One that, that season. Came here, part of that 19 signings that summer <laughs> under Bullcook. And um, I was actually really excited about it because, yeah, he's a proven goal scorer in League One. Um, but it just didn't work out for him. Of course, Macaulay Bond was the man scoring the goals at that yeah. point. Um, and, yeah, just Joe... Just didn't, yeah, didn't do what we're hoping he was going to do. Although he didn't start too many games. And then, yeah, McKenna came in and McKenna sort of um, chose other players instead. Went out on loan to Portsmouth last year. Scored four league goals in total for them. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a player that will go, what could have been? Um, yeah, Mutual Consent FC had one year left on his deal. He's 29, so he's still young. Um, we'll find out where we'll, it'll go, I'm sure, shortly. Um, but just one of those, once again, out of those 19 players, like Rakeem Harper, sorry to bring that up again. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, like, not all 19 were going to work out, and uh, mm. Joe Sally's one of those, but yeah, best luck to him. He's only got one year, of course, Ross, on your on your rules to prove himself yeah. at a club. Um, so, all right then, Rossi, before that, I was going to ask you about Don Ball. Let's let's say, for argument's sake, Dinassian, we know Clark can't play anyway, Dinassian's injured for the start of the season. At Sunderland, would you be happy with Don Ball starting at right back? Would you move Greg Lee across? How would you approach that? Hmm. You know, I don't like these questions. Sorry. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not very good at it. Uh, Stop putting yourself down. That's I'm, my job. I know. Uh, yeah, true. true <laughs> that. Uh, it's an interesting one because, yeah, because I like Greg Lee. He's, yeah. you know, we know he's a he's an athlete. He's a specimen yeah. of a man, you know, yeah. like legs and all that. Um. And I think you could do a job there. Um, you know, Sunderland are a good team. You know, they got, you know, playoffs last year. Um, so do you want a player out of position? I know you said, well, I've just said, just myself there, you know, he can play there if needed. Um, but hopefully Janoy's, you know, fit to go. Um, so, yeah, if Greg Lee needs to play there, then I'm happy for him to go there. But you never know, McKenna may go, do you know what? May need to sign. Or Wes Burns possibly go a bit back. Potentially, he's not the greatest defensively, but if needs be, but then Don so Ball. Say, I'm going to say, are you, are you completely discounting Don Ball then? No, actually, I'm, I was going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Ross is going to start uh, Wesburns, Don Ball, and Greg Lee at right them, back against Sunderland. All of them. That would be one hell of a, a lineup. Bring yeah. KVY back. Bring KVY back. <laughs> yeah, just for one game. You know, I'm sure we can sort that out with Wickham. Um, but yeah, it's it's a hard question to answer because you just don't know until. That, that week of who is available. We know Harry Clark is suspended, so he, he's an O-go. Um, Give me a name, Ross. Who would you start? If if if, if we know Clark can't play, Dinashian's out. Give me one name. I want a name to come out of your mouth, starting at right back. Go on, Don Ball. Give it yes. a go. Um, because, yeah, Wes Burns will be playing, you know, in front of him and he'll, he'll do the running and Don Ball will just be there to kick it, head it. Pass the ball. Although there's one clip actually. For, got to give him, give him credit for this. Actually, I don't know if you've seen it, but it, it looked like a prime Cafu, uh, wow. where he 
turned the ball around and yeah, done his play around, ran around him. Um, so he's got that in his locker as well. Even though he's you know he's supposed to be that tough uh, CDM centre half, he's got a little bit of nice touches with him. So yeah, let's let's see how he does. If Don Ball was a movie, that'd be going on the poster, you know, Ross, as like a review. You know, you see like five stars, incredible. It'd be Don Ball and the, and the review would be like a prime cafu. Yeah. As the, as the review. There we go. Um, right then, boys, let, let's let's move on because you've uh, you've got a busy weekend ahead. Uh, we've got a busy day ahead as well, so we need to wrap this up. You boys are covering two games tomorrow. Um, you're starting off in your manor, Cambridge, AJ, at the dear old Abbey Stadium. It's Cambridge United. Are we going to see Gasana Hadmi, by the way? That's interesting. Um, yeah, we are. Yeah, I'd say so. He's uh, he's back one in preseason. This it's preseason rules. They can't stop him from playing, can they? I know the league. Play, rules. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. And obviously, there's there's Jack Lancaster there as well. So you've got mm-hmm. Cambridge first, then you, Kieran McKenna. You're all going to jump into a car and head down the road to Stevenage. You're going to cover a second game. Um, and then you're gonna you're gonna write about it, talk about it, film videos about it. How are you feeling about it? You made it sound like we're all jumping in the same car with Kieran oh, McKenna there. I quite like that, to be honest. You could I, just record the uh, the conversation on the way. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if he could drive us. Maybe see see who, who can take <laughs> yeah. us over. Stu's not around. I suppose you could drive us, Kieran. <laughs> yeah. I, I might. It might be worth asking for the game. Save yeah. on petrol. Yeah. Um, it is going to be absolute chaos, is what I'm expecting. Um. Also, of course, my uh, first game flying solo for yeah. uh, the EADT it has to be the double header. Uh, it's quite nice that the the first game is about fifteen minutes away from me, which is ideal. Yeah. I'll have to swing by and pick up Ross on the way to the Abbey Stadium, which has no car parking at the ground, which is going to make oh, the mate, swift yeah. exit uh, really um, entertaining for us to. Uh, have about 50 minutes on the road to get over to the Lamex Stadium. Um, a few familiar faces, as you picked out with uh, with Hadme, with Jack Lancaster, who I think found it quite hard mm. in his first little while. I think there were talks of a loan spell uh, from Cambridge, maybe looking at going down to League Two, but uh, he's found his feet. I think he's, he's been playing as a number 10 a bit more recently, but uh, I know that Cambridge like him with his versatility, being able to play through the middle and out wide in an Amari Hutchinson style kind of uh, way. Um, I think that the Stevenage one is interesting, of course, because they've just come up from League Two and uh, they've got a bit of a point to prove. Steve Evans is uh, an intriguing manager to come up against, uh, quite a direct (laughs) man in his ways. Um, Back five, I think they're looking at playing a 5-2-3. But given where Stevenage were, almost on the face of dropping out of the Football League entirely for them to come up to League One shows that uh, he's definitely got them turned around. So they're two good tests, two very different tests as well. Obviously, Cambridge kind of establishing themselves as a League One side with Mark Bonner there, Um, albeit that uh, the last day of the season got a little bit hairy. I was at that one when uh, they managed to just about scrape over the line when Milton Keynes couldn't beat Burton on the final day. So they, they just about edged it. Um, so two two different tests, an established side, one who's coming up with a lot of confidence. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what the squad split as well, what mm. that's going to look like in terms of uh, whether there will be one maybe stronger team, one that might be more of uh, an opportunity to play the youngsters, whether McKenna will want to mix the, the two teams up and just kind of go 
we'll try and give everyone near enough to 90 minutes. I'd say it'll probably be that and then see how things progress going into a very busy week next week. But it seems to be a good system, albeit maybe not ideal for the supporters who want to avoid speeding tickets down the A10. All the bloody journalists. Um, mm. Intriguing describing a way of describing Steve Evans. That's very diplomatic. I can think of many other words to describe Steve Evans. Um, before we hear from Rossi, let's hear from your driver tomorrow, boys. Here's Kieran McKenna talking about the doubleheader. What's your plan for Saturday? You're going to see both games, make a dash yeah, yeah, for Stevenage? Yeah, I'll make the dash. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a busy couple of weeks and a busy couple of Saturdays, but it's, it's a great way to do it, to be honest. It's, um, it gets everybody minutes. I think you can see, you know, in the players, the benefits they've had from the last few weeks and the fact we have had, you know, plenty of minutes and... Um, yeah, sometimes it's a bit uh, a bit busy and a bit stressful for the staff, and it's not always the smoothest on the pitch because you, you know everyone's focus is split over two games. But I think you can't put the the price on everybody getting you know those sort of minutes at the moment. Moment. There we go. Then Rossi, how are you feeling about this one tomorrow? It's going to be chaotic. There's going to be pressure, but it's also friends. Let's let's approach it like this. It's going to be fun though, isn't it? You're getting paid to watch two football games tomorrow. Yes, there's going to be a bit of a dash in between. Um, there are, there are worse ways to spend a Saturday. Yeah, of course. Kieran McKenna's driving us, so that's, that's, uh, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. I could just chillax in, in the car, uh, talk to K-Mac about different things um, and all that. Um, also, another familiar face will be coming up against town for Stevenage, and that is J-Robs. Jordan Roberts plays oh, for right. Stevenage. Okay. So uh, he'll be coming up against uh, town. I think he's not injured, hopefully not. Um, he's still there. I know he's still there. He's still got a year on his deal. Just looked. Um, when we were name dropping former players, I think Paul Digby's still at Cambridge, isn't he? Diggers, Diggers, of course. I forgot that uh, he's like a he's an institution at Cambridge. Yes, he? he's um, an absolute mammoth of a man who uh, probably had chances to move on at the end of last season with the rest of the squad. He basically just vanished, but uh, ended up deciding that Cambridge is his home, and uh, then got stripped of the captaincy for. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> just out of the blue. He, he'd basically <laughs> been taken over. He, he was kind of this uh, vice-captain, captain role with uh, the, the club captain who's uh, had a, a nasty injury. He stepped into the role and everyone uh, thought that he would uh, keep it and hasn't. But um, he is a, uh, a fantastic player from what I've seen of him. I really like him. Nick McCarthy. Diggers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Karen Ross, what are you saying? Yeah, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, very, you know, intriguing day because, yeah, to cover one game and then, you know, as I said before, Kieran McKenna driving us to Stevenage and cover another one. Um, and, yeah, as, as as Alex said, you know, two different 11s. Um, you know, I think that we were thinking maybe we'll just cover one game, but then, you know, the next game we may miss Amari Hutchison. You know, which game will he will he play? That's the question. you think he would be. Uh, yeah. Which game will he be at we, once when we can have a little little bet? Gamble responsibly. Like, which game will he be at? Um, and town fans are thinking, oh, I want to see the new signing in the flesh. But, oh, no, he's at Stevenage. I'm at Cambridge. Um, but, yeah, all the fans I think enjoy a lot of fans will be doing what, you, what you're going to do and yeah, what Kieran McKenna's right. doing. I reckon Because they've moved the kickoff back, haven't they, at Stevenage? Yeah. So I reckon you, you'll see quite a few fans do both because it's not a million miles away. Um, OK, Any, anything else to mention? I, I said we're going to do half an hour. We're currently at 51 minutes. So we've gone over a little bit. Um, story of my life. Uh, AJ, Rossi, anything else to mention before we take our leave today? Uh, just to clarify, I don't think Kieran McKenna is going to drive us to Stevenage. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think that I will be on uh, yeah. chauffeuring duties. Although I understand that earlier in the day on Colchester, 
game. We have someone who might be tackling his driving theory, I believe. Is that on the Tuesday? Uh, no, I've just realised I've done a Ross thing. I've looked at my date and actually it's the Thursday. And of course, we're going to be in Austria. So I've got to rebook that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Is that money? So, yeah. Is that is that money you've lost then? Right. No, no, I can't. No, thankfully, I think it's forty eight hours. So I'm gonna basically today. That is my one of my jobs to um, reschedule that. But yeah, when I when I mentioned to the boys in the car that yeah Tuesday, and then of course Alex went. Ross, do you know we've got Colchester on Tuesday? But yes, yes, it's, it's in the morning. And of yeah. course, I just double checked it again now, and I went, oh bollocks, it's the Thursday, not the Tuesday. So. Uh, so yeah, once again, I book these like you know because the lot the queue for this is massive. So mm. I book it like four weeks ago, and of course at the time I just go, yeah, that date's fine, that should be fine. And of course we get to it. Oh no, Thursday. So yeah, one of those one of those things. Um, the other thing I'll mention uh, as we as we begin to wrap up this week is I'm really enjoying the uh, the products from Manscaped. I'm I'm going go out a little bit. The wife absolutely hates it. She keeps looking at me going, <laughs> you look like a tramp. Um, you're like an old man. It's got grey in it. And I'm saying, look, the sponsor has brought out some new products. I've got to promote it. I've got to be able to relate to it. I need to have a beard. So I'm going that. I'm enjoying the beard shampoo and the beard balm. Um, I still don't think it's quite long enough yet to really get the full benefit from the from the brush. But the um, the quality of the stuff's excellent. Alex, have you have you experimented really on your little musketeer outfit? Not yet. I, I only look- picked it up from uh, the trip to Preston. Stu mm. brought it over in the jazz. And uh, I had it sitting, I, I put it nicely on the child seat in the back, protecting it with my life <laughs> as we went up the M6. Uh, however, once things have calmed down with the next kind of few days mm. uh, and I have some time to properly have a look through, there's a lot in there. It, was, yeah. it came as a bit of a surprise. I opened it up and there was a fully charged, you had the fully charged razor in there. Yeah, yeah. There's loads of different products. So um, I was quite pleased with that one. Thank you, Ross. That's the, uh, that's the pro beard kit if you want to get the full kit from from manscape obviously use the code koa at manscape.com for 20 percent off and free delivery you can also just buy the beard trimmer itself which is an excellent bit of kit and clearly there's all manner of trimmers and uh, creams and lotions and tinctures and clothing you can buy yourself from manscaped as well and also obviously repping ginger pickle um i do now like orange again uh tony so uh yeah ginger pickle i'm happy to promote as our sponsor, I'm contractually obliged as well to promote Ginger Pickle. <laughs> um, so if, if you uh, if you want to help with your Google ads, your digital marketing, your SEO rankings, all that kind of stuff, get involved with, uh, with the guys at Ginger Pickle. Right then, friends, we're coming up to the hour now. Um, we have a busy weekend ahead. I will just I say we've got a busy weekend. You've got a busy weekend ahead, boys. Tomorrow when you're driving between Cambridge and Stevenage, I'll be at a spa day because that's how I roll. Um, and then obviously I'll be working Sunday. So, yeah, uh, anything else to mention, boys, before we take our leave? We've got things to do um, today, so we, we better not spend too much more time conversing. No, not really. No. <laughs> I, think we, I, think we, I think we've tackled everything. I think that there'll be a nice day of work before I uh, hit the hay at about 6pm tonight to make sure I have about 15 yeah. hours sleep before tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and first pod debut for Maisie as well. Very good. Yes, we enjoyed the snoring and barking yeah. command. I'll make sure to uh, get some photos in our in our chat. Put it up across uh, the next KOA pod there, so everyone can have an image to go with. Uh, Absolutely, what That's they what hear. I made sure just to give her a little bit of a nudge so she'd stop snoring, but that will probably be quite the uh, common feature of these pods from now on. I like it, Rossi. Final words from you. I'm going to be covering free games this weekend because the uh, the women's ah. team are playing Peterborough on Sunday. So uh, 
that's in Felix though, so uh, that's not too bad. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love, I love, I love a weekend of football. So uh, yeah, bring it on. Good to be busy. Right then, friends, that's us done. Um, we brought you double what I was expecting as a podcast today. So hopefully you find good value in that. Um, Town have made a fourth signing. Uh, they're playing two games tomorrow. It's a very busy weekend ahead. Follow it all with Alex and Ross. They'll be your team literally on the road tomorrow. Leave us a five-star review, by the way, friends, uh, on iTunes. It helps lift our visibility in the charts. Have a great weekend, whatever you're doing. And we'll be back to speak to you again next time. <laughs>